0: Lao Tzu says, the basic position is the most powerful. And this we can see at once in Judo, (laughs) or in Aikido, which are wrestling arts or self-defensive arts, where you always get underneath the opponent, and so he falls over you. If he attacks you, the moment he moves to be aggressive, you go either lower than he is or in a smaller circle than he's moving. And you have spin, if you know Aikido. You're always spinning. And you know how something rapidly spinning exercises centrifugal force. So if somebody comes into your field of centrifugal force, he gets flung out. But by his own bounce very curious. Welcome
1: back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's beautiful show, I got to have uh, my buddy, Mr. Mike Bledsoe on. Um, Mike is an elite uh, performance coach. He has a pretty robust background around weightlifting. He's the one of the one of the hosts or co-hosts of Barbell Shrugged. Um, he is the host of the Bledsoe Show. And half of this conversation, or the other half, the first half, is actually over on the Bledsoe Show. So we sat down at his place in Encinitas california and got into all sorts of interesting stuff in this conversation we get into how our language affects our physical movement we get into tapping into past traumas we may have experienced and how those affect our physical structure uh, we get in all sorts of stuff really fun conversation I greatly value Mike's existence in the world. I um, Anytime you get to meet people that have a background around, he was in the Navy, and he was into you know, weightlifting, and all these things are really about building the body up, he has since progressed more into peeling the layers back, getting into exploring consciousness and exploring structural integrity, and uh, really about how to put the parts back together, which is, I think, a phase that most of us hopefully get to at some point in our, our movement reality
2: but it took me back to my childhood where I began behaving a certain way in order to earn the acceptance of my father and then uh, and then it was during that it was a day after doing that process. it was like a lot of letting like letting things go when we went through that process that he walked me through only 20 minutes and huge release and then i immediately started moving differently and eating differently
1: thank you so much for checking out the website aligntherapy.com that's a-l-i-g-n-therapy.com on there you'll find hundreds of videos on self-care and functional movement you will find the self-care kit and uh, you'll find 10% off of uh, Four Sigmatic. Um, check out Forsigmatic.com slash align. Um, they have, I think, the best blend of mushrooms and coffee and teas that you can find. Uh, everything that you can think of in the, in the realm of therapeutic medicinal mushrooms, from cordyceps mushrooms to maitake to lion's mane to all the things, reishi, all the ones. And um, I've been using this stuff every single day. I am uh, noticing significant more energy from it in general. Um, helpful with nervous system. Helpful with the Rishi Specifically helpful with relaxing down regulation. People like Tim Ferriss are getting down on the stuff. People like Sean Stevenson, who we've had a couple times on the podcast, are getting down on the stuff. So highly recommend and uh, get yourself 10% off on any purchase through foursigmatic.com slash align foursigmatic spelled f-o-u-r s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c.com slash align a-l-i-g-n. Thank you so much for checking those guys out and getting 10% off on all of their delicious products. I got a quote for you guys. Uh, this is from same book that I quoted last week. I had the page here set up. There it is. And the uh, quote goes a little bit like this. This is from Body Learning, a guy called Michael Gelb, all about Alexander Technique. I finally finished this book. I'm kind of a slow reader, um, but two weeks later, I am done with the book. Um, So, the Alexander Technique always uncovers the cracks behind the wallpaper, but it only does so when the person has enough new plaster to refill them, and that is something that... um, I think we see that with any type of like psychotherapy, we also see that with any type of movement adjustment. So it's this process of rebuilding ourselves, breaking ourselves down just enough that we can build ourselves back up. Uh, Another quote that I like is, the best gift you can give anybody is an obstacle they can just barely make over. Right. So if we completely wreck ourselves with self-care practices or stretching or whatever the heck, yoga, whatever we're doing, uh, that's not going to be so beneficial. So thinking titration, little drops that we can actually digest and then eventually that can translate into something um, that we can really hold on to. A couple other quotes that I'm getting out of here, just stuff that I underlined that I thought was relevant. Let's see here. Reason pure of all influence from prior habit is fiction, he said, adding that the real opposition is not between reason and habit, but between routine, unintelligent habit and intelligent habit or art. So just about choosing our routines, choosing our habits. We're habitual creatures by nature in general, but uh, if we can start to consciously choose our decisions, then we can start to form the picture. Last thing in relation to that, um, the most funnels, most The most fundamental form of misuse is the failure to make choices. We can choose to have a choice. So that's all, choose to have a choice. That's a really big deal. Most of us don't realize that we actually need to choose to have a choice. Most of us are just being bossed around through whatever habitual patterns that we have or whatever our boss tells us or whatever our environment forces us into. But if we can give ourselves enough spaciousness to step back and start making a choice around how I make my next step, how I chop my carrots, how I get in and out of my car, how I sit, how I stand, how I communicate with people, all those things, we can choose to make better decisions so we build these structures up in a more integrated fashion. That gets into the 10-Week Align Movement Academy. Uh, we are doing a trial run on this 10-Week uh, program, and so, it's going to be half off the normal price, and uh, no subscription fees, nothing, just a, a running a 10-Week pilot program to uh, see what people think. We're accepting 50 people into the program, so, contact info at AlignTherapy.com if you want to get involved. Throughout that program, people are going to receive a video series on how to integrate functional movement into every aspect of your life, sitting, standing, walking, breathing, chopping carrots, getting out and out of your car, um, how to utilize various um, things that are already around your world in, in the first place, like maybe a dumbbell or a kettlebell or the end of a couch as self-care tools, uh, how to really leverage your reality in your favor of your body. And then, um, going to be doing discussion forums, gonna be doing every other day, receiving a video, slowly breaking down all the joints of your body and then rebuilding them back up. So back to that quote of, uh, I'll just reread it again, Alexander Technique always uncovers the cracks behind the wallpaper, but it only does so when the person has enough new plaster to refill them. So essentially the program is all about uh, uncovering those cracks that we have in our movement patterns and then uh, learning how to how to refill them with plaster. In this case, the plaster is going to be proper nutrition and uh, movement reformation. So. Get at info at aligntherapy.com if you're interested in getting a part of that 10-week program. It should be fantastic. And um, I think that might be all we got. Um, Thank you so much. Again, jump over to the Bletso Show if you want to hear the rest of this conversation. It's the first part of the conversation, actually. This is the second part that you're hearing. uh, Recorded live at his house in Encinitas. Super beautiful house. Beautiful view. Um, Just so appreciative to get to spend that time with Mr. Bledsoe. All right, here we go. Back to the show. Oh, man, wait. There's the other thing. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Check out, utilize the Amazon affiliate link on the website, please and thank you. So if you go to the right-hand sidebar of the blog and the podcast page, very first link that you'll see up top, Amazon affiliate link. Anytime you or any of your friends, family, what have you, purchase anything off Amazon, utilize that link, bookmark it for the rest of your days, utilize that thing, and then Amazon or uh, Line Podcast Foundation gets about 7% of all those purchases. That is so helpful for supporting the show. Um, thanks so much for reviews and iTunes and all that. And uh, thanks for supporting for Sigmatic.com slash align to get some mushroom products. All right, now that is really it. Enjoy the show. Back to it with Mr. Mike Bletso.
0: Align podcast.
2: right, I'm um I'm a personal development whore. So I I'm always doing the internal work and I think just lots of breath, lots of meditation um I have um i mean, i could i there was a moment I did some work with my friend Daniel Raphael, who I'll bring on here, who uh you'll meet him tonight, cool. and he has this uh we call him a wizard because he's really good with words, and uh and we say wizard because when um when you think about the word. Uh, when you spell a word, it's it's a spell, You're like casting a spell, and words are like very, very powerful. And so uh, we were doing some work together where we went back. I don't, I don't know what – uh I don't want to put him in a category necessarily, but uh, one of the things that he's really good at is having you close your eyes and then go back to your childhood. And so he was able to take me back to – it would be something – it's like a mixture of NLP, hypnosis, and, um, and some other things. But took me back to my childhood where I began behaving a certain way in order to earn the acceptance of my father. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then it was during that – it was a day after doing that process. There was like a lot of letting like letting things go when we went through that process that he walked me through. Only 20 minutes and huge release. And then I immediately started moving differently and eating differently. And <laughs> it, everything that I was trying to do became easy. I cut certain movements that I felt I was being – I just I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have told you this was true at the time. And in retrospect, I recognize it as I was doing certain things that were dogmatic. Is you know, I had a belief that if I did this, then it would get me this result. And if I moved like this, I would it would get me this result. And then I realized that I was being dogmatic and I'm not listening to my body. And when I Stop worrying about being having acceptance from others, and I started focusing on doing what was good for my body. I became kind to myself, and then that is what gave me the ability to listen. Previously, I there was no way for me to hear what my body was telling me, what it needed, because I was too busy punishing it for it not being what I wanted it to be, yeah. or what I thought other people wanted my body to be. So, when uh, I would say that was one of the biggest shifts I've had in the last year uh, or since the last time we hung out. And with that came a lot of, f- What I, when that changed for me, my physical activity level like tripled, you know, I, and I spent less time in the gym. So I found myself going to the gym maybe twice a week to do corrective exercises and do exercises that keep me strong enough to do the things I'm enjoying. And I ended up, Ended up enjoying my gym time more. So even if I was doing the same things, I was enjoying it more because I was coming from a different place. Um, I pretty much cut my protein intake in half, starting eating a shit ton more vegetables. Um, and I started doing a lot more outdoor activity, spending more time on the beach, surfing. Um, I've got Indian clubs and mesas that my buddy from uh, Onnit, uh, John Wolf from it Give me a bunch of clubs and maces. I've been loving those. Been doing more just like um, crawling around in my yard, doing a lot more natural movement, just climbing and and doing a lot of things that I that would look like play yeah. because it is yeah. it is play. So, anyways, I haven't adopted any new really methodologies or dogmas or haven't. Uh, gotten a lot of body work done. I haven't, you know, I didn't adopt a new diet. It just everything around me shifted. Yeah, my diet changed, but not because I tried to. Like what what shifted was such an internal piece of me shifted that all of a sudden my body started reacting favorably yeah. in, in all directions. And I at the age of 35, I became the leanest I'd ever become and I felt the strong strongest my joints feel the best so on and so forth. What's funny is between July 1 and there was about a July and August I did really well. And I won't go into too much detail, but for there was a reason why I actually I went back into something a little more structured and starting in September, September, October, November and then the wheels started coming off. And I started feeling bad and I started putting like my posture started not behaving as well. My neck got jacked up. And then uh, around the new year, so it's, it's the very beginning of February right now, about a month ago, I got slapped in the face. But I just woke up one day. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, would, I started doing this more structured thing that was more, all of a sudden, I spent started spending way more time in the gym, started being less outdoors. And Again, I—it's because I started doing some physical movement. It all—it all came down to I started doing some, some movement that wasn't in line with what my body was telling me it needed. I—I mm-hmm. I stopped listening to my body, um, and and I go, oh, so, um, yeah, I just I—I I felt like I needed to be in CrossFit gyms more often, is what it was, and so I was like, well, I'll just do something that's more balanced. I'll adopt a more balanced program. And I'll do that. And sure enough, it it didn't matter because I was coming from the wrong place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's it's a skill that we don't practice in our culture again. You know, so from yeah. as as growing up, we are taught. I was just talking. I was ever at uh, I mentioned I was at Max Shank's place, which is just right nearby here yeah. and uh, recording a conversation. Just, you know, kind of right in the same, same vein, you know, but we don't get taught this in school, you know, where it's like, okay, you got an an A plus or a B minus or whatever it is. Like, did you, we're, we're, we're being taught to the test, you know, we're being taught how to pass the test as opposed to being taught how to critically think, as opposed to being taught how to be creative and have fun and have, you know, really get, get, become fascinated with this freaking human experience. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like we we we're kind of like like hoodwinked or tricked into believing that we need to be a cog in the wheel. You know, yeah. you need to have this much fill in the blank. You know, salary, and you need to have the dog, and you need to have the duh. Da- you know, it's like because of that, I think it creates a certain degree of dissonance between whatever my natural mother freaking you know biology is is encouraging me to do and what I think I'm supposed to do. You know, and, and if we can kind of find, like, a marriage between that, because I think it's fine to have a dog and fine to have a house and fine to have money and, like, all the things. It's great. You know, but it's it's are you distracted and are you chasing the carrot throughout right. your life, you know? And you now you get to age, and I, I, I get to work with a lot of, you know, like, really, you know, wealthy people, and I pick their brain on this stuff because I'm always really curious because I'm like, well, oh, you have a lot more stuff than I do you know like what's that like you know and what I see with a lot of people is um, that they're still chasing Yeah, you know and it's like the, the person that is the most successful in, in air quotes is the person that is reaching out the hardest because they're dissatisfied with something inside not 100% of the time you know you can right. have stuff and still be totally stoked like that's yeah, I
2: also have friends that are they, they found that internal piece yeah and then the stuff flows in yeah, easily
1: that's so much better
2: easily yeah, yeah. yeah. um i had one friend on uh, her name's Marcy Locke uh i think you'll enjoy the episode with her cool yeah yeah what's her deal she um she's like in very aligned with her internal state and she also charges a million dollars a year for her clients huh. and so yeah she works with i don't know hundred millionaires billionaires And, uh, you know, a handful of years ago, she was a waitress. Mm. Now she charges like a million bucks a year.
1: What's your story, man? How did you come to this point where you're, you know, it seems like you're kind of like living your aspirations. In the development of your career, for example, did you kind of come to a point where it's like, what was some struggles that you dealt with, with 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 that that might relate to other people? <laughs> Do you have anything like that? <laughs> Is that ridiculous?
2: Tons of struggles. Um, yeah, it. I I would have to ask you maybe if you could be more specific in in some way because, uh, it's been a constant peeling back the layers of the onion to find new levels of, of self self acceptance, having a podcast. It was really popular. That is popular, and where I, I, I think I've become the authority on a lot of things, strength and conditioning, and and being okay with learning to be okay with uh, being that person and thinking and accepting that I'm good enough to provide that as a service to others. And it's so much easier to tell. Other people I, I run into coaches all the time that, that run into self worth issues. You know, oh, I don't know if I, you know, can charge two hundred bucks a month for my gym membership or as a coach and I'm going, Are you fucking serious? Um, and there's always new levels of that. I mean like I'm looking at them and going, Man, you need to like let that go and and you're totally worth it and if you could just change one person's life like, if you could make that person's life just 1% better, it's totally worth, you know, it's whatever value it is that they're getting out of the service that they're getting with you, and there's all these, like, value-driven conversations, and then I myself struggle with the same thing. Mm. It's so much easier to see it in other people. And then for me, um, especially in the age of the internet and technology where I have been able to... Been fortunate enough to to realize how to leverage technology to impact hundreds of thousands of people simultaneously, and in an exchange of of that value, sometimes the the dollar amount that comes back doesn't necessarily register as real. Like there have been moments where there've been there've been a lot of moments where there wasn't money. Like I think a lot of people look at. Where I am now, and they go, "Wow, he's really living life." And there were so many moments over, you know, I got out of the Navy in two thousand five. It's two thousand seventeen now, and I've been broke probably the majority of that time. Like, I, I, paying the bills has been difficult. Mm -hmm. And then there's been times where money has flowed into the business. We we created something and leveraged technology, and and gone, "Wow, this." it's created a lot of abundance and i'm not sure that the our human brains can really even grasp what real value is in, in these like modern entrepreneurial times <laughs> you know especially when it, if you're building software or doing something on the internet where you build something one time and then it makes a lot of money they go wow like like learning to accept that and being open to receiving uh, the abundance can be a really big challenge. And I don't think anyone would, if they were to look at my, when I look at my life objectively over since my, you know, since I was born until now, I think people would look at all the things that I've done and go, you know what? Mike deserves (laughs) every bit of what he's gotten. He's like, I've put in like a crazy amount of work and passion and sweat and blood and tears and, And all of that's been invested in everything I've done. And yet uh, there's times where, you know, as I'm sitting inside of myself and going, oh, I don't know if I deserve any of this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my friends would laugh at me. It's like, if anyone deserves this, it's, you know, you deserve everything you get. And and I know that that's what the universe gives you. The universe gives you what it is you deserve and what you're open to receiving. So. I know a lot of times people put a lot of work in, and they're not open to receiving, and they they can't understand why that's the case. Yeah. So, but being open to receiving has been a, like a common. I've had to reach new levels of that over time, because with each zero comes uh, more challenge.
1: I guess that was my question. Thanks for. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so, like, like, so in the in the the work that I do, done, you know, I do, I work with one on one clients, and I, you know, teach classes and such. But you know, it's a big thing. Oftentimes, when you know, from say whatever, personal trainers or manual therapists or fill in the blank service industry, where it may be to start. To raise your price freaking 10 bucks sometimes is like a huge deal. And you're like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Or I don't want to, even though you know that you're worth it. You know that you are absolutely changing people's lives. The fact that, you know, say it was in, just to be selfish, it was in my case of like a structural integration perspective. Like that business executive, blah, 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 fill in the blank thing. Now, because of his posture, because the way he carries himself, because of his, you know, he's waking up earlier now, like all these things, now he's making freaking exponentially more monetarily, emotionally, all the things. And meanwhile, for someone like me, it's like, maybe 20 bucks more an hour i don't know you know yeah (laughs) totally totally and it's and it's that i think it's that self-worth thing you know Mm -hmm. but making that jump i think it's a it's a valuable thing for people to be you know to be willing and able to believe in yourself and also willing and able to to really ask what you're worth Mm -hmm. you know there's so many valuable people out there that aren't doing it
2: i think i moved past and one thing i want to point out if people just think that i'm bankrolling right now is uh, I've actually made the mistake this common entrepreneur mistake of taking every, like paying myself very little personally and then taking and putting the majority of the money back in the business and uh, I, I think it's good to do that but I i did it to too extreme of a degree for too long and it hurt me and mm. my long term growth uh, knowing what I know now a couple years ago I probably, I, I would have well, I, I would have doubled my personal pay and i would be living a little more comfortably now had i done that um and, and because i didn't do that i ended up becoming a liability to my business at one point um and so uh and i'm clear from that now and it's uh so it, it's i've I've been good at getting my business to accept money, but for me to accept money personally has has still that's something that I still grapple with. So if people are listening going, "Oh yeah, he like totally figured out the money thing and he's it's like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I live comfortably. I'm I'm not poor and and I still have I I still have tr- you know struggles with that issue specifically. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. I'm looking forward to not worrying about it at all and it not being something that that, uh, bothers me.
1: Is there anything presently that you're actively working on in yourself beyond, like, outside of business? Is there something that's like, this is something that's still hanging?
2: i mm. I'm really, um, you know what, I, uh, yeah, I was talking to Jim about this earlier today, which is, um, I tend to not get deep with people. Um, And so I am really good at touching base. I'm a base toucher. And when it's like, I'll be, I'll go to a party. I'll spend a lot of time in social environments and I'll check in with somebody for 20 minutes, catch up, move on to the next person, move on to the next person, move on to the next person. And I'll go weeks, Uh, especially, you know, if my wife's out of town for a couple of weeks, this will happen is I'll go weeks without, getting deep connection with anybody and then i start becoming this robot uh so in 2017 one of the things that i'm really working towards is uh fewer fewer connections and the ones i do have you know uh getting more depth with the few that i
1: have yeah you know? you've heard of like the dunbar's number i feel like for sure the 150 thing or whatever Yeah. Yeah. And I I wonder, kind of like we were talking before about like social media and all that stuff. I wonder if there's some degree, I think I've actually heard this, but I wonder if there's some degree of kind of like relational drain that we end up having because we're so inundated with so much, like again, in quotations, relationships, you know, that it kind of puts us in a place Mm -hmm. of when we do come time to actually connect with a human being, it's like our cup is kind of depleted. Right. You know, I don't know. Does that? Do you feel like that's you've kind of like disconnected a bit more from social media than a lot of people? I, I feel.
2: Yeah, you know, and being active on social media is part of my job. So it's it's an it, that's an interesting thing as well. Is I want to be a good role model, and a great way to being a good role model and exemplifying that and showing that to the world is just being active on social media and being like, hey, "This is what I'm doing today." Beep. Um, I definitely have moved away from it being more of a dopamine hit and more of uh if I am posting, it's because I think it's something that'll be helpful for others. Um but yeah. And I think we were talking earlier too about uh I think I kind of glossed over this is getting time to myself. Um I actually love training by myself now. I don't like training with other people. So I'd like for that to be my alone time and I won't say I hate talking to people when I'm training, but um I really don't like
1: it. <laughs> yeah, well you're able to drop in more. You know? Yeah, so I can
2: I can focus on what I'm doing and I can m- move w- with much higher quality. There's a lot of, there's a lot more going on than just going through the motions. I think most people go to the gym and they, they don't know what I'm talking about because they just know they've got to do fifty squats and they're just counting down until they're done with those. Yeah. Um but, yeah, for for me, I do get focused alone time, which has been really, really beneficial for me, too. So, yeah, fewer connections, higher quality, more time to just
1: focus. Yeah. yeah. You, um... Something we mentioned previously was the usage of psychoactive substances in relation to movement, which I think is a really rich subject Yeah, that not a lot of people have really truly explored because a lot of the times I think that people that are kind of connotated in the realm of like psychoactive substances are like we think of it as being like patch pants dreadlock you know and like, that's For changing sure. drastically now patch pants <laughs> which is which is great you know i love mr patch pants patch pants yeah you know now i'm just like stretchy pants guy instead yeah. yeah you know but it's it's i have found in my experience with this and i would love to hear other people's experiences with this because it's not it's it's something you know when we illegalize something we don't really prevent people from using it. We just prevent people from researching it. We prevent people from understanding it and going deeper with it.
2: Or getting pure shit.
1: Or getting pure shit. (laughs) Or getting, yeah, legit, yeah, getting actually good, you know, like, I'm gonna air quotes again, but like medicine. You know, looking at all these different substances that we, you know, may or may not put into our bodies, every freaking thing that you put in your body you could consider it to be medicine of some sort. You know, every food that you put in has a biological effect. It's, it's information. Yep. You know, every song that you listen is information. Every yep. conversation. You know, and so uh, I just, I would, you know, it's kind of a question for, for anybody. I'd love to hear comments about it. But, like, your experience with the usage of whatever psychoactive substance, fill in the blank, how that has impacted your your movement. Have you done any work with that or? yeah a little bit
2: the um yeah I, I feel more i would say let's see yeah with the use of psilocybin mushrooms specifically
1: yeah
2: i know we talked about kundalini uh earlier uh i find myself uh with a lot of kundalini energy at times and depending on the song so if i play a certain type of music uh I play this. Um, what is it called uh, like Nordic? This ancient Nordic music. There's a group uh, called Wardruna. W A R D R U N A. Try check it out. And so, what I've done in the past is I've I've consumed psilocybin and then and then played that and then, without even the intention of going into movement, I find myself my hands and knees just just having the Kundalini energy run up my spine and just I go into full rotations. And um, I've also found that uh, crawling with the use of psilocybin has really been therapeutic for my shoulders, specifically. Like it really allows, I don't know what's happening necessarily, but everything feels way more connected. I feel very primitive and I feel very strong uh when i'm crawling so things like my hips and shoulders get very connected strong loose whatever it is they're needing they start getting it it's almost it's really strange uh how something like that where it's put in this category So you know uh, psilocybin mushrooms are just just a fungus yeah and uh it is interesting that it's been uh it's been banned or you know it's uh there's prohibition around it, and I think that if anything else, we're like, oh, you eat this natural plant, and then you move better. Man, that's a really good thing. Oh, by the way, the DEA says it's Schedule 1, and you shouldn't be doing it because there's no medicinal use for it. I'm like, whoa, and yet there is, it's in what, um, stage 2 um, studies right now, um, psilocybin specifically, so I, I think we're less than a decade away from it being... Um, at least prescribe, yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it's a it's a, anyways, I, I, I'm off on a tangent. I, f-
1: I find it interesting the usage of our whole body and how that affects the rest of our nervous system, how it affects our cognitive function, how it affects you know the way that we feel in general. there's a, a another another study that I was reading about in relation to uh, students. And them finding that if they had the option to study for the f- test, directly study for the test, you know, I think it was an hour before taking the test, or they had uh, the option to move, exercise, play, get weird. What they found, you know, like drum drumroll, like, I mean, to me it's like no-brainer, you know, with the people that moved and exercised and played and started igniting their nervous system and connecting their cognitive function into their body mm-hmm. and vice versa, you know, it's mm-hmm. a two-way street. Yep they did a lot better in the test.
2: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> right. No doubt.
1: You know and it's 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 like it's making those connections that that you are your body. You are the way you move. You know, like all these things like it's like we can look there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in our movement practice I think that we're just we're just not picking up because we're so wrapped up in whatever it is getting the four dollar raise or like what you know whatever whatever the thing it is that we're <laughs> focused on you know we, we forget about like well maybe if you adjusted that pronation in your foot and you actually got like so like a real grounded connection as you walk you know maybe if your knee wasn't dumping in you weren't putting all that medial stress on the knee and you, maybe if your glutes were engaged and like maybe you'd start perceiving yourself as a more powerful human being you no know, doubt. maybe when you walked into a room people will perceive you as a more powerful human being and just want to give you a raise <laughs> <laughs> you know like somebody pay that man
2: <laughs> the reasonings behind human behavior is can be a real mystery at times and i i wouldn't put it yeah I, I i think that could be extremely accurate
1: yeah yeah and then uh, call, we, we would
2: like to say it 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 that stuff doesn't matter, but it does.
1: Yeah, and then cultivating the shoulder girdle—that's another thing. We think of our arms as just like these little T-Rex things that like feed ourselves and like you know whatever. It's like there's so much more than that, you know. Like like Ido Portal is like a sorry for saying that pretentiously. Ido Portal. We're we're talking English, you know. But so so you know he's. I talked
2: to some of his students. They. they they love to say it in such a way, right it well, sounds that... so fancy, oh god, I'm
1: sorry, I apologize, you know, but but it's like one of the things that he mentions I, i'm like uh, you know I'm on board with, and I hope from, you know uh, apologize in advance for it, but it's offended by this, but like why can't you do a handstand you know like you got you got your whole life to like be up here in your hands and move around like throw your freaking feet up there, you know like how like you got all
2: day long if i wanna if I wanna feel better and think differently if i if I get stuck. Handstand, handstand. Uh, Yeah, there's been times where I'm just like, uh, I feel like I hit a wall, and I just do a round of handstand walking in my living room, and I get back. I'm like, oh, much better.
1: Right? Yeah, Yeah. you know, and it's like inversion. Holy crap, man! I've been doing. I'll stop talking about yoga in a second. I am like not like like trademark traditional yogi by the way. Like I'm into other other things other than other than just that. But again, it's what I've been what I've been tinkering with and we've been in the in the uh Iyengar classes holding headstands for like 5 minutes.
2: Headstands or handstands?
1: Headstands. Headstands. Yeah, which that I don't know, have you ever tried that before? Mhm. How was it? <laughs>
2: it's not, not it's not that easy. It's not as easy as I thought it was. Gonna no. be. <laughs> you but know, I got this yeah. You're doing the one with the, you know, you're making triangle. Out yeah, of the elbows. yeah, the little triangle thing, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: You know? Shit, yeah. And all those, all those things, what you find with that is you find, again, that kind of like, if you're able to find that alignment, that structural integration, that stack through your body from your, you know, from your calcaneus up to your head, then it's pretty easy. You know, but True. but but if if you can't find that because you're so muscly, you know, and that's with like rock climbing is a really so good muscly. example. Of it. It's just so muscly. Did I say that pretentiously too? No, no, <laughs> just gay. Just that gay. was gay <laughs> that time. It was gay. Um, you know, but if but if you're but if you're if
2: if, if gay sounds away, I don't know. I don't know. It can go anyways. I always that's wonder... how we grew up with with that sound being a sound. Dude,
1: I always wonder about gayness. I think gayness is a percentage. I don't think that like when we're, people ask me about that I'm like cuz I cuz I'm 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 like fairly, you know, as you can tell by the way I said gay, I'm like borderline flamboyant at times. You know, and Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, you know? thank you very <laughs> much. I take that as a great compliment. I take that as a compliment. You know, you know, and like I have ballerina slippers, you know, like that's yeah. that's that's borderline. We were doing sure.
2: acro yoga together. We were doing acro yoga. You know?
1: I was on your shoulders naked, yeah. you know. And so it, that didn't actually happen. But but so you know the uh, what was I talking about? I got caught up. Oh, the-, the percentage of gayness. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's I, a hard black and white man. I think we're all percentage based.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I used, <laughs> I used to think that. I used to think I used to think that there was uh, on one side of the spectrum was straight, and on the other side of the spectrum was gay. That's right. what I really thought, and right. everyone fell somewhere in the middle, right? And very few people were on the extremes. Like I felt like everyone was probably closer to the middle than they were willing to. Exp- to To uh, admit, admit, yeah, and and then more recently, so I've been doing, I've been in some deep meditation practice recently, where some of uh, some of my the dualities that exist in my mind began to vanish. Uh, it was a dissolution of sorts, where I used to see, you know, gay and straight being as opposites, right? It is it is is how I held them in my mind. And I, that, that entire construct just dissolved in my mind one week. And I have, um, uh, I have friends who they, if there were a spectrum, they, depending on the day, you know, they fall in a different place. Yeah. And yeah, this whole, this whole spectrum just dissolved in front of me. And I was like, I just, I don't even, there's no, There is no gay, there is no straight, there's just us humans. Mm. And some people have a preference for an attraction to something or someone or something like that. And I've just like I have a friend who has had attraction to, you know, transvestites or something. At some point I was just like, I don't even know what to call that. But, you know, he doesn't want to be called gay. And I go, Oh, okay. Well, in that case, you know, like I just you know what, I don't I don't want to put a label on any of it. It's just, you know what, you like that, that's cool. And and then it will it kind of frees me up to be – it frees me up to just do what it is that I really want and what I'm really attracted to and what I really want to do, which 100% of the time so far has been beautiful women. So – and at the same time, there's always this fear lurking in the back of my mind of don't do that. You might be perceived as gay. Yeah. Or, you know, there's like all of this – there's, there are those, thing, those beliefs that are installed from my childhood that being gay is bad, and you wouldn't want to do that, and you know people won't like you, and there's all these things that, around it. So growing up, of course, I do nothing that could remotely be considered gay at all because if I did, I'd be afraid of not being accepted or people would make fun of me or whatever. So now at the age of 35, I get to walk around with freedom. Because I can now be open to any desire that I have, none of which would fall in that category. Um, I just I don't know why I feel like I need to. Uh, the, the fear still exists in there because the fact that I need to state that, you know, is is still that, that voice going. Don't let people. I thing I, forget I, me.
1: I, I stated it too. <laughs> it's messed up. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's like, um, but it, I would say a lot of that in my mind is dissolved around around even there being that spectrum. So now, you know, if a guy hugs me a little bit longer or stares into my eyes a little bit longer than what I used to be comfortable with, it, it's a lot less of a trigger to me now. And if something, if someone touches me or I touch them in a way that I'm like, oh, wow, I am a lot less likely to judge that behavior than than I would have even a year ago. So that's... Man, we went off on a isn't real it, fucking tangent. Isn't there. it
1: funny? It's a great tangent. Isn't it funny how uh, language kind of dominates our life? No doubt, right? You know, so yeah. I was I was talking with with Chris Ryan, and on this subject, uh, "Sex at Dawn" is a great book. I, would, I, I would, still haven't
2: read it, but I'm I'm a fan of. Uh, I've listened to his show. Chris it's it. great. Yeah, yeah,
1: tangentially speaking, um, he um, and in in our conversation, we were talking about. The effect, for one thing, something that he noticed, he got really, really fascinated by how when someone speaks a different language, it doesn't just affect, you know, the way that they sound, but actually who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was telling me the story about like an ex-girlfriend, I think, and she spoke, you know, English and Spanish. And when she was speaking to her mom in Spanish, it was as though she became a different person, you know, and the same thing happens in relation to like colors, for example. I mean, Mm -hmm. you probably heard this one. Um, I feel like all these like little fa- in my mind, like the bubble that I live in. I feel like all these like studies and facts. When I when I hear them, I'm like, I think everyone's kind. I think like they come out in spurts. You know what I mean? Like I feel like like the color thing. Have you have you heard this one? Where The Russian? I don't know it was Russian. But-, but so 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 when we perceive when we have a title for a color, we pick it up. Yep. When we don't have a title for that color, we, we distort it, and it's like it kind of looks like that color that right. I have a title for. You yeah, know? and so that's the way that we color our you know, no pun intended, how we color our world.
2: No doubt. So, like uh, in in Russian, there's in Russian there's way more titles for different colors. Mm. So a Russian is more likely to see uh, a much more expanded palette yeah, of colors. That's it. And um there's a conversation I was having with my friend Guy, who he speaks uh, uh Hebrew, Russian, and English, and he. He was telling me, He was tell- I think he may have even mentioned it on this show, but he, um, he was pointing out, I was like, that's really interesting. The conversations he and I have had is, you know, uh, words make up, our thoughts are made up of our words. And so this is why, if you go see a psychoanalyst, uh, psychotherapist, and uh, they try to do work with you and try to go back to your childhood before you could speak, so this would be called pre-verbal. It's pretty much not possible. Uh, and nothing's not possible But uh, it's very, very challenging They tend to not be able to do work pre-verbal And so if something happened to you That left an imprint That now impacts you later in life At a young age How do you deal with that? And it's like, oh, maybe you just can't And and the reason is Is because And I, I don't know if I said this earlier This this comes from Joe Dispenza's work I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. And the, the uh, thoughts are the Uh, language of the mind or the brain and thoughts are made up of language of of the words and so the words are what are creating our universe and so if if we can change the words that we're using if we change the words that are in our thoughts we actually change our universe there's an actual shift in that so i've had this experience several times where through conversation how I perceive a situation in my past changes, and the words I use to describe the moment that happened in my past changes. And now, when I watch the sun set, it looks—it actually looks different. And it's hard not to watch the sunset because it's so beautiful, because it is so different than every other sunset I've ever seen. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, words are powerful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say a word pretentiously again. Have you heard the the Paraja people? No. All right. (laughs) Sweet,
2: you're gonna learn something new. Paraja. Um, Paraja.
1: So so Amazonian folk, and so they're famous. I think the guy's name might be Daniel Dennett, but please fact check me on that as well. It's it's hard for me to remember people's names sometimes. Need more nootropics, I guess more, more qualia well, yeah exactly <laughs> um, you know and so uh, Daniel Dennett we'll, we'll call him that and uh, he studied these people in the Amazon and one of the interesting things they found with them is their language was unlike you know any other culture that, it, that, he's, that he's seen where they don't use they don't have words for colors and they don't have words for numbers <laughs> and they uh, as far as their history goes they only have history for this lifetime so there's no like pre-greco-roman, you know, 15 million years ago and the big bang like none of that. It's all off the table.
2: There're no eras. N-n-n-n, none of that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's all just right here. It's like what did you see today? You know, and it's like and and, and what they found oh, with, what they found with that some was present motherfuckers. Present motherfuckers, right? Yeah. You know, and so there's all sorts of conversations around, you know, flow if you're in flow state, Sure. you know, and it's like the mo- person that you know, has the most flow in their life where they become consumed in the moment, you know, and I'm just ah, drinking my tea, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I'm just, I'm just, you know, whatever, I'm walking through the woods, you know, I'm building, I'm building a hammock in the, in the jungle or whatever they're doing. You know, and what they found with that, they recorded the percentage of the time that the people were smiling, I believe is how they track oh, yeah. this, and they found that these mofos are smiling way more than we are. Oh! <laughs> they beat us. Way more, way more, I think, you this know. It's a I, happiness competition. It's a is happiness it is. competition. Yeah. But what they found, that by eliminating these factors from their life, they end up being, you know, perceivably happier.
2: This might be the same tribe, but there, there's, a, there's a tribe in South America that I learned about where uh this is this is this'll fascinate you, is they don't have words for left and right. Mm. And uh what they have is what would be the equivalent of east, uh north, south, east, west. And so you don't give you wouldn't give uh you wouldn't say to your left, you would say to the west. Mm. Right? And so what it does is it shifts like the perspective from you being an individual and you being the center of your universe to being a part of the larger system. Like, like you, the language that we use, if you look at every English speaking country, we, what we have in common is we're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, masculine dominant. And we're very big into dominating things and and controlling things, and we're very individual-based, and we're not very good at c- being communal and collective and all this kind of stuff. And then you go and you learn some other languages, and there are certain languages where um, it's like, wow, they're very good at being communal. Uh, Spanish might be one of these. Oh, wow, these people are very communal, and the language is actually not that different, uh, but it's different enough, and Portuguese, and uh, you look at, say, Japanese, which is probably as different as you could get. And you look at their culture and, you know, it. The it, it's all tied together. The culture is impacting the language and the language is impacting the culture. Uh, but there's so much to be said for if you speak a different language, like the quickest way to change how you think is to learn a new language.
1: Or change your language.
2: And, yeah. And you know, and change your language. Yeah. Actually, uh, I just did a show with uh, a friend, Mark England. He has this program called Procabulary. Oh. So good. Like systematically over a 21 day, I think it's 20, day, 21 day period, where you change how you talk. You you remove out negations, replace them with affirmations. You have re- reflective talk versus projection talk, and what's the other set? whatever it i had my entire team do it and it changed their lives in days yeah. days their relationships with their fiancés, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands all shifted i had i've got folks on my team who their kids began began behaving better the same day they started talking to their kids differently um all the conversations on the team have become faster, more efficient, and there's less confusion. Let's see what else?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: twenty-one day course. Cool. And like one weekend, everyone was just like, "What the
1: fuck?" Yeah, it works. Yeah, we we get. I got so many. It's it's funny. I feel like I'm like looking at a Google thing right now, or just recently had. But this whole language topic is I find really interesting. There's another place, uh, in the Vietnamese language where they don't use the subjunctive form? Have you heard this? Nope. All right, subjunctive form. I didn't know what that even I mean, meant before I, Before I, I actually found out. I, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: just so sub, so subjunctive form. I know form. how to talk good, okay? So that's I ta- all I know. I talk real good. Like, so subjunctive form is... If I had done this, or if I had, you know, if if he would have done this, I would have done that, mm. right? So it's a very like complex thing. If you are, say, learning like Spanish or something like sounds that, sounds like an algorithm. Sure, yeah. When you get to that point where it's not just like I go to the store, you know, it's like, well, if I went to the store, I would have gotten this, but I didn't, so I got that, you know. And so that doesn't actually exist in. in sounds the, like
2: a waste.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you know. But what but what they find with that again is how many times have you been like. Oh, man, you know, like, if he would have said that, I would have, you know, you're you're just thinking back, and you're just kind of, like, stuck. It's the what if shit. It's the what if shit, you know, know? and they say, they say like, if you're stuck in the past, you're depressed. If you're stuck in the future, you're anxious, I think, or something like that, right? You know, Jim Rohn, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking guy. Fucking Jim Rohn. (laughs) Handling it. You know, but so so We should just
2: put him on the show. Yeah, where
1: is he at? Um, I don't know. Is he still alive?
2: Fuck, am I, now? JR? I um, know. Jr.
1: Hey, um, uh, Jr. Jr. Reach it, out, man. That's how you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So it's so yeah, yes. You know, we we can step in just because you're not from Vietnam doesn't mean that you can't subtly change your language and just let go of the what if if I had you know f- bullshit. Sure. You know, it'd just be like, well, w- did you do it? No. Well, fucking move on. Yeah. <laughs> totally
2: <laughs> What's yeah. yep. well you know what <laughs> I, this is beautiful is if you have friends who are are language Nazis where you're like which I do it's awesome because I can't go to a party okay. if I start using language that doesn't serve me so I'm going hey maybe you should try saying it like this instead I'm like ah, oh. and I do the same thing with
1: other people but yeah. Yeah, I do this with, uh, it's... it's Always ask permission first. Right. I mean, uh, that's do a you good... you th- mind if I, <laughs> that's I, I, more- I
2: notice something, you mind if I, are you open to hearing this? That's good yeah. li-
1: That's good language. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you know, it's like the lubricant of human connection.
2: Yeah, it's really great. If you're, <laughs> if you're trying to hook up with a chick, make sure to get consent. Did you say yeah. that because I said
1: lubricant? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The well, Last thing on language before I, yeah. I literally, that's all, that's everything I have in my language, in my language chart, is, is uh, with um, working with clients, right? So when I work with clients, I don't, it, well, I try my darndest to coach them towards using better language, you know, self talk. And I, I hope you never noticed today, if, if you did, that I failed um, in that sense. Uh, but if I won't say the bad leg, I won't say the sure. weak shoulder. I won't say the you know the shitty whatever unless I'm joking. You know, if it's gonna resonate with that person and yeah. all of a sudden we're gonna start speaking into their nervous system because they use terms like, oh that tissue feels real shitty in there. I'll call it shitty because that's what they, they, they that's like, oh cool. That's yeah, how they I, understand I feel it. you, I connect yeah. with you in that way. Right? But if they don't, then I'm gonna speak in a positive affirmative way because your tissue is Analog to your kids. Right? You so as you're speaking into the tissues, you're speaking into the nervous system, as you're speaking into the classroom, into your business, into your family, right? It's all the same shit. You're speaking into nervous systems. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you if you set people up with that, like, oh man, that side is just weak. You know, you could say the exact same thing by saying, Wow, you know, your right shoulder is really strong. <laughs> You know, and so and so. One of the language that language. So your
2: left nut hangs real low.
1: Mine, yeah. Are you looking? That's a, <laughs> that's, I think that's standard. I think like seventy-five percent men left testicle is lower. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's that's, I mean, that's mine is. That's, so that's science. Mine too. One hundred percent of the room right now. Um, <laughs> you know, but so last 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 kind of whatever whatever language thing is. I'll use the uh, the stronger arm as I'll say the, the, the teacher arm, mm-hmm. you know? So as opposed to strong side, weak side, teacher side, student side,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know? And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's interesting. Interesting too much. But I find that in my own self, maybe that doesn't relate to anybody, but I find that in my own self because literally, say you're trying to learn to like juggle or something like that, your stronger side will be you know more effective than the, than the, than the, the student side, you know? And so I'll go back and ask the teacher, how did I do that? Right? Oh, okay, cool. Teach the student. As opposed to the great side and the shitty side. Interesting. Is that ridiculous? No. You're all right with that? I'm, I'm great. Good. I love it. <laughs> I think we should wrap
2: this up. We have a party to go to. Oh, let's do it. Let's go dance.
1: Yeah, cool, man. So how are we going to do this thing? We're breaking this into pieces. We're going to truncate it. That's a, that's a that's a new word I, I learned recently, truncate.
2: <laughs> it's, <laughs> truncate, it's good. I have no idea. Maybe we'll just slap different intros on this thing. Yeah, we can do that. Where do I, cut, it so, the, so cut it down the Where middle. do people find you?
1: Uh, align podcast is my is the podcast that the other half of this will be at and then um aligntherapy.com is a website and I, you'll probably give like an intro or whatever but um, oh we're
2: going to split it in half.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're going to make a or whatever. I think I we like should split that. it in half. Yeah. So
2: they have to go to yours to hear the other half? Yes. I like that.
1: I think that's better marketing.
2: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a better marketing decision.
1: I agree. Well, it's just redundant. You know, you hear it on so it's like, okay, cool, that's over. It's like, no, we got freaking, we got two hours of. Oh, uh, we I thought it was. We should have taken a break then. Well, that's well. Did you notice me stall halfway through? I like brain farted. I guess I didn't
2: understand what we were doing. So what <laughs> I
1: so when I asked you that, what I asked you that like deplorable question, is because I was kind of going off the edge of like, oh, I think we're kind of wrapping up, and then. And then you're like, no, we're, we're at hour 15. We got, well, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's, we're talking about the Paraha people then. Let's go. <laughs> let's go back in. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, if uh, this is heard on your side of the thing, aligntherapy.com is the thing. That's the website from there, videos and courses and all the stuff. And yep. Align Podcast, all the social media. That's the podcast.
2: <laughs> awesome. I guess if you're listening to the other half, I don't know. Yeah. Just go to thebloodsowshow.com.
1: I will be, for, be sure to refer I think we'll be. I think properly. we'll be linking. Yes. We'll cross-pollinate.
2: It'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. Sweet.
2: Cool.
0: Thanks. Over online podcast.
1: Thank you once again for uh, for Sigmatic for supporting this podcast and for bringing such a radical product to the world. Uh, I utilize the cordyceps and lion's mane before any workout movement session that I do. Uh, chaga mushrooms every morning as I'm traveling. I always bring along some type of mushroom bl- blend for immune support and just overall vitality. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tim Ferriss has been loving that. Sean Stevenson, I believe, from the Model Health Show as well has been getting down on those um, so they are spreading like wildfire and i highly recommend you checking them out um, jump on to foursigmatic.com slash align for 10 percent off of your purchase i can't re- recommend it more uh, foursigmatic.com slash align f-o-u-r S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash align and you will get 10% off of any purchase from Four Sigmatic. Thank you once again so much for tuning into this podcast if you guys want to show some support show some love for what we're doing here um, you can jump on the website aligntherapy.com A-L-I-G-N therapy dot com and then from there a uh, couple things you can do one of which you could actually donate through Patreon there's a link on the right hand sidebar bar of the blog and podcast page Uh, you can utilize the Amazon affiliate link Uh, anytime you or anybody you know buy some crap on Amazon please and thank you bookmark that link every time you do it we get something like 7% of your purchase and it helps support this show it is awesome so great as well something you could do that is ultra helpful if you or anybody that you know has ears and likes books uh, tell them to check out the Audible trial.com slash align that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e trial.com slash align and then from there that is uh, you get a free audio book from audible they have something like i don't know a bajillion different titles to choose from uh, one that i would recommend that i got from them was shantaram i it's a huge book and uh again all free no matter what size the book you get and that got me through i listened to that as i was traveling through morocco and uh, just really, really amazing website uh, Amazing service Couldn't recommend it any more And uh, it kicks us down some scratchola Every time you guys utilize that free thing Costs you absolutely nothing And you get a free audiobook And you support the show Boom um, Thanks so much for reviews on iTunes That's greatly appreciated And thanks just in general for listening Thanks for supporting Thanks for, for spreading the word Alright, I can't express enough how much I appreciate appreciate all that. If you guys ever have any questions or comments, you feel free to email me directly at Aaron at aligntherapy.com. And I would love to talk. All right. See you guys.